This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a new and unique website that yeah. is easy to maintain, easy to easy to do. Yeah. And there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. And what that means is, I mean, I I got to admit, I, I maintain a, a website or two that don't run on Squarespace, and there's always some upgrade to install, and I'm always breaking it. I've never broken my Squarespace website. It's basically unbreakable, it's like amazing. that movie with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis. <laughs> so head to squarespace.com for your free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code SPILLED to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain name. That's squarespace.com, offer code SPILLED. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we eat some bagels, and you can't have any. Uh, I made bagels, homemade bagels. Oh my gosh, I, I walked into Matthew's apartment. It smelled like delicious, yeasty mm-hmm. bagels. And now we're eating them 15 minutes out of the oven. And this episode is about clam chowder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's going to be so much chewing because I'm not going to stop eating these bagels because they're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and they weren't very hard to make. I've made bagels before. This is the easiest bagel recipe I've ever used and the best. Mm. So mm. I feel like bagels is kind of a dangerous topic to wade into because many people have very strong opinions on them. Yeah, I feel like this is like, I don't know. There are people who have been eating bagels semi-professionally. What are you talking about? Like uh, the, the the Jewish populations of New York, New Jersey, and Florida. Like it, semi-professionally. A single one of those like Jewish grandpas mm-hmm. in like Boca Raton, Florida knows way more than we do about this topic. Yeah, well, my, my grandfather's 101 years old. Um, Did you call him to ask him about his relationship to bagels? Uh, no, because he's very mean and I don't want to talk to him. But uh, he probably he has very strong opinions that he believes are informed on every topic. And I'm sure this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that got depressing real fast. Oh, wow. So, I did. I did do a little bit of bagel research. And I was pleased to find that, like most of the things that I assumed were true about bagels, did turn out to be true. So, bagel it does come from a Yiddish word, which does come from an old German word meaning ring. Um, they really are originated in Polish Jewish mm, communities. Well, gosh, that makes so much sense because ring in French is bag. Oh, 
This is fascinating. I never thought of that. Wow, Matthew, sometimes this show is like actually interesting. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't know if this is one of those times, but yeah. It was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, this is so tasty. Oh, my God, Abby's going to hate us. Um, bagels were brought to the U.S. by Polish Jewish immigrants in the 19th century. Wait a minute. Do you mean my relatives? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, are you are you Polish of Polish extraction? I am. Yeah, my dad my dad was like first generation. His parents came from um, from towns right outside of Warsaw. Oh yeah, I've heard and, of that. Uh, and came to the states. Well, sadly, in the nineteen or no, came to Canada. Cut this part out. <laughs> no, no, but probably your your dad's family brought bagels to Canada. Yeah, they for sure did in uh, in that's where the Montreal 19th bagels century, which mm-hmm. clearly is, uh, extends to the nineteen twenties, which is when they arrived in Canada. Yeah, they both have nineteen in them. So yeah, perfect. That's how it works. Recently, I uh, went to a book event where the author um, kept referring to our current millennium as the second millennium, and First, first, this like really bugged me, it's and the third, right? Yeah, and then, okay. and then I was like, "Oh no!" I like, like oh, I no. don't want to be the kind of person who is bugged by this, but then it still bugged me. I think you're the kind of person who's bugged. by I this. guess so. Uh, oh wow, you you just uh, smeared some cream cheese on your bagel. So then, bagels didn't really like explode onto the American scene until like the '70s and '80s, mm-hmm. when when big national change national bakeries got into it, like mm-hmm. your your lenders, your Thomases, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, I remember my dad, I mean, poor gentleman of Polish Jewish extraction, mm-hmm. marooned in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma oh, sure. in the 70s and 80s. I remember him being so excited to find bagels like in the grocery store, like, you know, lenders or whatever. And then, as I've discussed before on this show, the New York bagel shop opened in Cassidy yes. Square. And uh, yeah, I used to go there and get my pizza bagels. Okay. (laughs) I'm so glad you mentioned that because that that ties very neatly in with my memory lane, which is that uh, I remember when New York Bagel Boys, I believe it was called, in uh, Beaverton, Oregon opened when I was a kid. And uh, my mom would go there all the time. And her favorite thing there was not actually technically a bagel. It was the the Turkish uh, pastry uh, bread called Simits. Which is basically like a big, big uh, thin bagel with that is covered with sesame seeds. Really good. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I've never. I keep thinking I should make that someday because it was one of my favorite things when I was a kid. And I and I don't know of a Turkish bakery in Seattle, and so I haven't had them in ages. There were holidays when my half siblings, my dad's kids from his previous marriage, would be in town in Oklahoma. And my dad would go out to the New York bagel shop, mm-hmm. and he would get a bunch of bagels, and he would get some provolone sliced, huh. locks. He would thinly slice red onions. They would get out capers. We'd have cream cheese, and then we'd do like a big bagel spread. I don't. Did rem- your family ever do that? I don't remember whether this happened or not because I would have just mentally tuned out all of the condiments and toppings because mm-hmm. uh, I was that kind of kid and I would have gone for like the plain salt or sesame bagel. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I do remember, I, I remember pizza bagels certainly as a kid also. Oh God, pizza bagels, the ooze through the bagel hole. Like, we talked about that. When did we talk about that? I have no idea. It was like our third episode or something. Why were we even talking God, about we this? We were so young and innocent and, and, and we, yeah, we, we hadn't yet learned the secret of the ooze. We had not Ninja learned Turtles. about bagel holes yet no. and what they're really for. <laughs> we, please do tell. <laughs> anyway, but... Um, <laughs> I call them bagel sphincters. <laughs> God, I love a callback to something that wasn't on the show. <laughs> okay, so um, so Matthew, yeah. now that you live in Seattle, uh-huh. 
Do you, you know, I feel like I hear people complain about Seattle bagels all the time. I feel like people across the United States, people who do not live in New York or New Jersey or Florida, make it their profession to complain about the bagels wherever they are. Again, this is sort it's of a noble this profession. goes back to the millennium thing, which is I, I basically agree with the critique, but don't want to be associated with the with the critique. Yeah, because it's true. Most bagels are just kind of like fluffy bread, mm-hmm. which are also good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but somehow soulless. Mm hmm. So when I, I lived in New York um, for a summer when I was uh, I was an intern after my freshman year of college, I was interning at a uh, uh, think tank, basically, what? like a media a media analysis think tank. Was it a liberal think tank? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> it was the Heritage Foundation. <laughs> um, and I used to take the subway uptown and go to H&H Bagels, mm-hmm. which is no longer there on... Um, Broadway and 73rd was or whatever it was. Was it the one that was across from Zabar's? It was on the same side as Zabar's. But it was across a street. Yes. Okay, yes. I um, remember going there early on and dating Brandon. I remember mm-hmm. being in New York with him and doing like a bagel, you know, pilgrimage, hitting all the places. And yeah, H&H was a big name in bagels at the time. I don't think that shop is still there. Um, but their their gimmick, and uh, which was, was also practiced by a lot of other New York bagel shops, was whatever bagel was hot out of the oven, they would put a little sign that said hot on that mm-hmm. basket mm-hmm. and you would get that one because you can't beat a hot bagel. Uh, when I lived up near Columbia University, there was a bagel shop called Columbia Hot Bagels, which I think is just the best name for a bagel shop. Really? Why? Because it has hot in the name. That's true. Do you think that Krispy Kreme... Not bagels. I want to. I want to clarify right now. <laughs> no, but you know how Krispy Kreme lights up a sign outside mm-hmm. that says "hot" when the when the donuts are hot. Do you think? Oh, that do they, I think you should do that do you at your house stole when you're this feeling from New York fine? Bagel shops. <laughs> do you think they stole it from New York bagel shops? Yes, I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they both stole it from from like the red light district in Amsterdam. I feel like we are both too interested in eating these bagels. I to, know to record we, a podcast. Let's yeah. Let's let's uh, let's not host a show anymore. Let's just eat the stuff. You can't have any and you won't even hear about it. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whatever it is you want to showcase about yourself, your goods, your business, you can do it online. I realize that sounded wrong. Uh, No, no. Let's talk about your goods today. So recently, Molly and I went to this enormous fabric store and I understand that you're really into fabric yes, and, and making clothing. I am. I, yeah, I learned how to sew a couple years ago and I'm unstoppable. Okay, so say you wanted to start selling your handmade shirts online. I'm listening. I have a suggestion. You should use Squarespace for that. <gasps> this is such a good idea. So with Squarespace, first of all, you can you can get a domain name using any almost any domain extension, like thousands of them. So you could I get like Molly.shirt. Uh, oh for example. Mo- Molly.shirt. What about like Molly dot uh, needles? Uh, yeah, that's probably available. It's probably like a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff that shouldn't be on the web. Okay. That. Okay. What about M- Molly dot uh, seam allowance? Wow. I I just just this say that catchy. I don't know what that means. Right? Is a radical oh, understatement. Catchy. Yeah, you can find me at. How, oh, oh uh, what do they call those things? Like that? Uh, like the stuff that uh, fortunes? No. The oh, the stuff that was at the separate store that's like buttons notions. and shit. Notions. <laughs> Molly dot notions. Oh 
yeah, Molly oh, notions. I really like that. Yeah, I wake up every day and I, I I just think about all my Molly notions. Okay, so when you put your Molly notions, Molly.notions on Squarespace, uh, you'll get your domain name through Squarespace. You set up your site using these uh, beautifully designed professional templates. So it's going to look great on any device. Mm-hmm. You can put your stuff up for sale using their e-commerce tools at no extra charge. Mm-hmm. And um, you're going to sell out immediately. Bobbins and... And and buttons and this sounds like a song from a Disney movie. And um, wow, what, what, a spool, spool of thread. Uh huh. Yeah, Molly dot spool. Thimbles, Molly dot thimble. All right. So uh, to get started on your store, whatever it is you want to sell or showcase or blog or whatever on the web, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code SPILLED to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com, offer code SPILLED. So, H&H Bagels, um, I used to go there and get whatever was hot. It was uh, it, it was like a weird kind of dark, dingy place. It was. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, real, like, you couldn't get away with having this kind of place in Seattle because it wouldn't seem, like, clean and bright enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I would say that our best bagel shop here, which to my mind is El Tana, mm-hmm. it is very clean and bright, high ceilings. <laughs> yes, it, what's it, that, it's, what's it's that a, gesture It's a mean? very Seattle version of a bagel shop. Yes, and they do, they do, I believe, Montreal-style bagels, do, which are yeah. kind of um, thinner, like a, have a bigger hole, they're smaller, they've, mm-hmm. got, they've got kind of a firmer texture, and are usually sesame or poppy seed. And I think of and them really as being good. a slightly, the, the dough I think of as being slightly less uh, salty. Yeah, a little sweeter on the dough. Yeah, and in fact, my favorite bagel at El Tana is the everything, well, my favorite bagel in general is okay. the everything. Everything. But at Altana, I, th- I feel like the contrast between the slightly sweet dough and the salt yeah, on the everything true. and like the tang of the garlic onion situation, it's all a really good blend. Yeah, I, I like an everything bagel. There aren't any bagels there that, that I don't like. Um, what is your favorite bagel? Of sesame. Really? Yeah, for sure. My God, I, I would have pegged you. Yeah. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> 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 I would have pegged you as an everything man. Um, I mean, I am an everything man in the sense that I'm a renaissance man and I'll try everything once. <laughs> um, or more than once. Uh, but uh, bagel-wise, I really love a sesame bagel. The I, I have to admit, uh, the everything bagel, like the, the little dried onion bits are not my favorite thing. Hmm. They're not my favorite thing either, but I love them in that particular context. Um, I also like a Bialy, which is probably oh, out of scope for this yeah. episode. Oh, mm-hmm. Bialy's like a flat bagel with no hole and onions. Mm-hmm. Real mm-hmm. good. And poppy seeds, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Matthew, so what is the difference between, so we talked about a Montreal-style bagel, which has, you know, like a cross-section would be thinner. Yep. We talked about all these these things we've we talked about we've basically covered we've, everything we've basically related talked to about all these things yeah. but anyway are there so people like to argue about what makes a new york bagel authentic the way they like to argue about new york pizza yes right i've never heard anyone argue about either of these things what so, are you talking about so it has to be boiled but isn't that just like a general rule for bagels period no so this i i think i'd heard this before but was but sort of had forgotten until I was researching for this episode that the the vast majority of commercially produced bagels are are baked in steam ovens which oh. saves a lot of time and money because you don't have to boil them first right. but that's what results in like a fluffy doughy bready bagel rather than one with a crispy crust 
it's such a cool concept. It like it like merges dumpling and and bread. Oh, the steam oven. Well, no, the the boiling oh, and then yeah. the baking. Oh, and I just did it this morning, and it was very satisfying. I was worried that like. And do you, do you boil it in like salt water or I've, I've heard of some places boiling it in like honey water, barley malt water. That's what I did. That's what you did. Yeah. So did you get it's like a it's like a thick liquid, right? Like a honey. Type yeah, thing. it's, it's like almost malt. molasses-y like ba- barley malt syrup. They wow. sell it at, at natural food stores. I got it at the co-op. Do you think it like uh, boosts that kind of malty yeasty flavor? Yeah, I think it does. Wow. Uh, and some some recipes have you put barley malt, malt syrup or powder in the dough. This one didn't. Okay. Um. So the, the bagels I made today are uh, from the uh, Brave Tart bagel recipe, Stella Parks, which was published on Serious Eats. We'll link to it. It is a super cool bagel recipe. I had so much fun. Wait, making what was it. so cool about it? You look truly delighted. I, I was. It was. It was fun. It was. It was. Everything came out well, and and it was all. Easy easier than I expected. And I got to do a technique that in the kitchen that I've never done before. What was that? Well, it's private. I don't want to talk about oh, it. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's called the uh, uh, Yukone or uh, Tangzong method. Um, that sounds uh, that sounds vaguely The first one Asian. was Japanese and the second was Chinese. So it's, it's a common technique used to make really moist like Chinese bakery breads. Okay. What you do is you make a thin paste of flour and water and you cook it in a pan until the starch gelatinizes and it forms into a a ball like a springy mass and then you cool that springy mass and then whip that beat that into the dough wow and the idea is like it it uh it holds on to more water that way and so you get a moister product that that get that stales much slower and i'm guessing that this is a stella parks kind of innovation in the bagel world yes okay wow oh my gosh that's really cool and so theoretically what she says is these bagels will stay pretty fresh for like three days which is unheard of in the world of bagels this is the other thing that i feel like bagels get stale instantly right that bagel people will say like you know if you don't get to your bagel in the first hour you know you might as well be eating a bagel out of a dumpster. Wow. That's, that's, that's verbatim what take. they say. That, uh, that is me just simply quoting a generic bagel expert. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so uh, you, you make this dough and you, and you form it into balls and then uh, you stick your finger, you, you get your finger wet and you stick it through each ball to form the hole, mm-hmm. which felt so good. Well, and I love the way that the holes look from mm-hmm. the top. Like there's this kind of... Um, like you can almost see where your finger sort mm-hmm. of pulled the dough tight mm-hmm. as you went down into it, and it created this kind of like shard of like crispy dough right mm-hmm. at the edge. Boy, that that was sounded real sensual until that last part. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so 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 Matthew, you would recommend this recipe? I would definitely recommend this recipe. I don't know was if it's it like the last worth three the days. Trouble? It was no trouble. I mean, like I I started working on the dough at like. 8.15 and had them in the fridge proofing by 9.30. Wow. Um, and then they proof for 24 hours and okay. then you bake them the next day. Okay. Um, up to 36 hours so you could like do them one night and then bake them the morning after the morning after. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. The morning after, you you know, you like poke the, That's the right. skin. Yeah. Like the morning after, you're like, should, you I, have, should I have done that? Yeah, yeah I should have. Yeah. So um, I understand that you have a, uh, that you have a Safeway bagel story. Oh, I, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for setting that up for me, Terry Gross. <laughs> uh, 
this uh, I, I hesitate to tell the story because because I, I feel like I've sort of making... you don't want to admit that you bought bagels at Safeway. No, that's not it at all. Like um, I, I am totally down with with revealing my love for these bagels. It's that I sort of like make myself out to be the hero of this story, um, which makes me a little uncomfortable. But uh, you, it's, it's go go ahead, Matthew. Take the limelight. You, you, the the Molly and the listeners can can decide. <laughs> okay. So I like to get these cheddar jalapeno bagels at Safeway, which mm-hmm. are definitely a big, puffy, steamed bagel, the kind that like uh, you know nutritionists warn you is equivalent to six slices of white bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're so good, and they're they have like a ton of of really uh, you know crispy cheddar cheese and jalapeno slices on top. And uh, and they and they often go on sale for like fifty cents. Best morning snack. Then one day I went in and these bagels were fucked up. Like the cheese <laughs> was all weird. The jalapenos were falling off. They were all they were baked really light instead of dark. And I was like, okay, something went wrong. Like you know, uh, the the bit trainee baker came in one day and and just did everything wrong. But then this went on for weeks, and I was distraught. Yeah. Uh, you know, every time I went in, I would like look forlornly at the bagel case and like, like what happened to my cheddar jalapeno bagel? Right. I mean, if they had been shitty from day one, I never would have noticed this at all. But they used to be so good. And so finally, like, I'm like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to like talk to the person behind the bakery counter, even though I just know they're going to say like these come in on a truck. I, I have no control over this. Mm-hmm. No, the person the person I talked to, she's like, oh yeah, no, I bake them right here, and you know, I got to admit, like, there's been a problem with the cheese. We've been getting in this this pre grated cheese that has too much like lubricant on it, like uh, like anti caking agent. That's uh, that's and, uh. and yeah, and so the cheese doesn't stick together when you melt it, and this brought together like. Suddenly, like it was like a, a montage in a in a detective show where like suddenly everything comes comes together, and I'm like, okay, like when you have like a shitty frozen pizza and the and you can see the sh- the pieces of cheese haven't really fused together. That's yeah. what's going on yeah. there. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, so so the cheese all kind of slides off, and I can't bake it too long or it'll burn, and like. I, you know, I'm just like a peon in the bakery department. Like, I can't, I can't have no control over the cheese supply. I'm like, well, could you try? And she's like, okay, I'll try. I'll tell them someone complained. And uh, apparently she did because I went back a couple of days ago and, uh, and they're back. Oh my gosh, Matthew. Wow. I was, I've never gosh, felt. Making positive change for our community. Yeah, this is the only time I've ever done something good for the people. (laughs) What about other, like, controversial bagel flavors? Like Cinnamon raisin, right? No, I was going to say something even more controversial. Blueberry? Blueberry. Oh, yeah. I remember the New York Bagel Shop had blueberry, and it was, you know, the whole thing was stained very purple. Yep. As as a blueberry bagel often is, and I remember there being a, a period of time in my freshman year of high school. Uh, again, nutritionists are not going to like this. When after school, I would go to the New York Bagel Shop. I would get a blueberry bagel, uh-huh. just plain, and a like no cream cheese, twenty four ounce Coke, and a, a crappy like cookie that they made yeah. at the bagel shop. Uh-huh. You know, they're always really shitty cookies at the bagel shop. Oh and, my god! And then also like a like a. a peach snapple or something and this would be my afternoon snack and and i'm really glad 
that the the days of of blueberry bagels are behind me because I can still taste them and it was just such a weird flavor. Yeah, it's at a certain point I, I just turned a corner and I stopped doing that. But I mean, they're kind of good. I mean, it's like a blueberry muffin it's that's weirdly, easier to eat because they don't like fall apart or stain your fingers. But I feel like it tastes just weirdly sweet, but not uh-huh. very blueberry. It's true, and yeah, I remember blueberry bagels were a a specific target for serious bagel people for for a time. Yeah. Um, so so I'm glad you you dodged that, I guess. And then did serious bagel people like move on to like the tomato Asiago bagel? <laughs> I guess. As, as they're like, I think you maybe know, I haven't really target. heard a lot from the serious bagel people in a while. I think maybe like the battle has <laughs> been they, lost. Did they stop sending out their newsletter? <laughs> Over that from seriousbagelpeople.com? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Matthew, this was a, a, a like post like snail mail newsletter. This oh was yeah, in yeah. The, oh, like the, a zine. Yeah, it was uh-huh. a zine made by the serious, <laughs> serious bagel, bagel people. people. No, if there was a zine called Serious Bagel People, it would be about like riot you, girl culture or something. Do you think that it would be um, like a zine made by like a a really cool like mom who did crafts and who made bagels into really serious looking people. Yeah, it would be a cool mom zine. That was all I ever read in the late 80s. <laughs> so wait, my mom... Your mom had a zine? No, no. My mom used to have this... My mom... There was a brief period in my childhood when my mom had like Christmas decorations. What? But like... <laughs> my no, mom always had Christmas decorations no, but I mean, like, in you know, December. She, she would set up like a, a whole scene with these like simpish dolls. Which I'm was sorry, a, what was that it word was a, you said? It was a brand of of like handmade dolls simpish or simpitch or something like that we once Wait, went that's to even an, worse like we went to an entire store in colorado <laughs> that sold these can we get a judge's ruling on whether it's simpish or simpitch i guarantee we have some listeners whose, okay. whose mothers in the 80s were also into these figurines are these like precious moments no, figurines? no are they they're like not, they're not made of, i don't think they're made of porcelain they were okay. made of like Paper mache. I'll show you Paper their face. Mache? They're gonna no, but they're gonna give you like nightmares, Matthew. <laughs> oh, I, I already have simpitch nightmares going on. <laughs> anyway, Jeez. but in this same era, my mother somewhere bought this like other type of handmade like Santa and Mrs. Claus figurine set, and the head of each one of them was a dried apple, a whole dried apple. What? <laughs> their faces. Santa and Mrs. Claus were each made out of a whole dried apple, so they were kind of wrinkly and. That is terrifying. <laughs> anyway, but I'm picturing, you know, the the like cool Portland mom doing this with bagels and making serious bagel people with, was, with bagel oh, heads. That's where we, I was wondering where this was going. <laughs> I mean, like the whole body could be made out of arcs of bagel. I want to look up simpish. You look that up while I tell you another thing that has just as much to do with bagels as your story, which is I was listening. I'm pretty sure that I learned this from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I probably already told you and maybe already mentioned it on the show because it's my favorite fact I've ever learned, which is that Wally Amos of Famous Amos Cookies... You reminded me of this when you when you <laughs> talked about cookies that you get at a bagel place. Uh-huh. Before he founded Famous Amos Cookies, was at one time Simon and Garfunkel's manager. Are you serious? Yes. Wally Amos? Not only that, he was the guy who discovered Simon this and Garfunkel. He's so great. Isn't that the best? That is the best. I love life. Yeah. Simpish dolls were a thing, and they were made in Colorado Springs. How do so, you, so how do you spell it? Um, S I M P I C H. Oh, wow. So again, confusing spelling. 
Yeah. Are so, you ready to see these? Are you ready to know? I don't sleep think I again. <laughs> <laughs> Can we post a picture of a Simpich doll on on our website, uh, okay. spilledmuckpodcast.com? You're not going to believe how expensive these are. <laughs> oh no, I didn't even think about that. I was going to Oh, all sales are final. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. For some reason, like, it, oh, your, it's, your showing filter. Me, it's showing oh. me a dog, a, a Dickens dog. Oh, I have a, I have a, a like web a char- filter a set up, Dick- like a, like a, a China, great firewall of China set up that will not show scary dolls. <laughs> <laughs> like all kinds of porn is okay, but not scary dolls. Okay. I'm clicking on the, the Christmas ones. Great. The ones that I, that I think of are the, the carolers. Like Christmas carolers. And you arrange all these figurines, like, you know, on a table in the entryway of your house. You Uh, terrify all your visitors. So you you won't have guests, because guests are so much trouble. Here's a teenage boy. (gasps) (laughs) Well, I mean... I don't know. That looks sort of like a like a cartoon from the fifties, like a comic from but the fifties. Why 50s. does he have his mouth open like that? Okay. Oh, let's not think about that. Okay. Well, anyway. Okay. Well, we'll definitely post a picture of a scary doll on our website. Oh my God! Wait, they have an Instagram feed. <laughs> I'm gonna. Simpit follow- Stalls does. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh, Simpit Showcase. <laughs> At Simpit Showcase, they have a marionette theater offering year-round live performances in Colorado Springs. Yeah. Great. Okay. So, uh, Ooh, the inspiring story of Helen Keller. Oh my God. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Spice Islands. Spice Islands. It is, when I think of a spice company, when I think of the label on a spice bottle, I think Spice Islands. Yeah, if you're envisioning spices, you're envisioning Spice Islands. And there's a reason for that it's because they're the best. They use a craft approach to capture the volatile oil of each spice, which gives it its truest flavor. When you eat something that you have crafted in your kitchen using Spice Island spices, you will feel like you are on an island populated only by you and, and some, spices and some very high quality spices. Right. So go to spiceislands.com slash milk for more spice facts like the amazing facts we've just given you <laughs> and delicious recipes and pick up Spice Island spices in the premium spice section of your local retailer. That's spiceislands.com slash milk. So that was our scary doll episode. Scary dolls. Oh, oh God. What? Why are you doing this to me? I thought we were friends. Because I grew up with these things and it's so nostalgic. Well, that explains a lot about you. Oh. Uh. This, I think this is Merlin. I, I think. I, uh. Well, I mean, but now it's just getting like like scary gnome. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the the old innocent carolers? Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, what have... did happen to the old innocent carolers? <laughs> Why don't they come around anymore? <laughs> Can we go Christmas caroling this year? Oh, don't we talk about this every year and we've yeah, never done but it? I want to do it. What wasn't the idea that we were going to like go door to door singing like like nine like nineties alternative songs or something? <laughs> or or like eighties maybe? We talked about this on our holiday parties episode, I think. Maybe. Anyway, uh, that was our bagel episode. I am not going to let you torment me with scary <laughs> dolls any longer, at least not on the air. We didn't talk about bagel toppings. Maybe There's we'll do a, a, a separate. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a separate bagel topping episode where we can talk about locks and talk about the fact that my favorite bagel topping is uh, crunchy peanut butter. Yes, it's still scary. <laughs> um, and. <laughs> 
Um, you can uh, uh, find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com and on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. Yep. And um, steamed or boiled, what's your pleasure? Yeah, you can also find us on Instagram. Yeah, uh, we are at podcast. Spilled Milk Podcast. Well, should, we should be posting, which I don't think we have in like like the photo that goes with every episode, right? We should. Okay. We should. Um, yeah, you took a picture of the bagels. Today. I did take a picture of the bagels. We'll try. We'll try and be better. We'll we'll be better. Um, and um, until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Sticking our fingers in the bagel hole since 2010. I'm Molly Weisenberg, and I'm Matthew Amster Burton. You there with the with the giant got sphinct, uh, sphincter? <laughs> I meant snifter. Let's start over. <laughs> the giant sphincter. What I want to know is which one of my sphincters were you referring to? I don't know all of them. <laughs> You're there with the giant sphincter. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God.